Mic check, mic check. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Bo Barrio Podcast. This is your boy, Larry Alexander. I'm here with my dog, man. I'm here with the with the fools. <laughs> with this fool, with this fool, uh, Andy. What up, Andy? And I'm with that fool, uh, that, that fool, Jeff. That fool, Jeffrey Bamaka. Hey, shout out to Fools Gone Wild. Them guys is funny, bro. Uh, yo. So y'all may be thinking, yo, we got a we got a person missing. Yo, that was a terrible, terrible fade out. My bad, y'all. It was cool. It was cool. Um, we're missing we're missing Ryan today for this episode. Uh, you know, he uh, Andy Andy was was explaining to me uh, yeah. a few minutes ago that homie, you know, that winter storm out there in Indy hit him hard. Yeah. He, he ain't got no he he ain't got no Wi-Fi right now. No electricity. <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> nah. We just playing, y'all. Nah, yeah, that man, that man's cool. That man's cool. He he ain't he ain't doing he ain't, he's doing good. He's doing good. He just couldn't be with us today. But shout out to him. Um, but speaking of no electricity, just real quick, I think we got to speak on this. Uh, yo, Texas went through it last week. Yep. I think I think I think they should be good by now. I heard we we have some friends in Texas and they said they 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 got their power back. But I don't know if this is everybody. I haven't checked the news to be honest. But but man, last week and even I think it was the week before with that accident, bro, and on Oh, that's oh, yeah. right on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Yo, man. So, uh real quick, man, just prayers for them. Uh, prayers for the people of Texas, for the people that have, you know, lost loved ones out there, man, during this, um, you know, people that are struggling, that are struggling, you know, it's cold out there, you know, the homeless people, man, like just everyone affected, man, just, I pray that God, uh, just God provides refuge and shelter and warmth, you know, in some way, um, I pray that. I pray that people out there with the resources and the capacity to help will will step in, man. And and uh, yeah, man. I I I know it's 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 crazy because I I feel like you know you when you don't when you're not when things usually don't happen like that, like you know, like for a place like that where they're not used to the snow, you know, you're not ready for that, man. And and so. So yeah, so so yo, we we we're with you, Texas. I know we got we got people listening in Texas, so I hope y'all are good. You know, if you're not, and we could do something to help, please reach out. Um, and uh, and yeah, man, our prayers with y'all. Prayers are with y'all, and uh, you know, speaking of people that should be helping, man. Oh my god, yo, yes, yo, I didn't. I didn't I didn't pull up the 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 sound effects today man but I should have man cuz I we I I, I want to be sh- shooting some shots right now. Yo yo Ted Cruz bro what you doing bro? I know man. This What's is going on, man. Bad timing. 
bad timing for a, for a vacation to Cancun. To Cancun, man. Or or I mean, some some would say some would say it was a good timing. You know. Yeah. Get get out get out as soon as you can. Um, <laughs> yo, but to me, cause he, I did y'all see did did y'all see his like. His like explanation for why he wasn't around, you know, he's just trying to be a good dad. He's trying to be a good dad. Didn't have school for like a week, so (sighs) you know, we decided to have some family time in Cancun. Yeah, you you know what the problem is though that by trying to be a good father, he was taking his kids across the border. Oh. Oh, but it was legal, Jeff. It was it, legal. That's right. It was legal, huh? Yeah, it was legal. Yep. And it was for pleasure, too, not out of necessity. Oh, oh. Yeah, just, just saying. But yeah. <laughs> so I think this was, I don't know if this was Ted Cruz, but it says it says attributable to to Senator Ted Cruz. It says this has been an infuriating week for Texans. The greatest state in the greatest country in the world has been without power. We have food lines, gas lines, and people sleeping at the na- at at their neighbors' houses. Our homes are freezing and our lights are out. Like millions of Texans, our family lost heat and power too. With school canceled for the week, our girls asked to take a trip with friends, wanting to be a good dad. I flew down with them last night, and I'm flying back this afternoon. My staff and I are in constant communication with state and local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened in Texas. We want our power back, our water on, and our our homes warm. My team and I will continue using all our resources to keep Texans informed and safe. Did you see props? Propaganda's, like, little tweet on that? I didn't. No? Oh, my gosh. This man has jokes, bro. Yo, so if you prop, uh, he goes on Instagram and Twitter. He's on, he's on as prop hip hop. Yeah, prop hip hop. At prop hip hop. And if you're not following prop propaganda, you should. Shout out to prop, mm-hmm. uh, someone I admire a lot. Someone I'm hoping, like, it's in my bucket list to get him on a podcast. Just saying. Uh, but this was his response. He said, well, well, if this statement is true, fair enough. On the uh, on the other hand, you learned the first of husband slash dad school that when you don't want to do something, just agree and then say, "Cool, I got you." Let me check the let me check with the wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> he said. He said that's the ticket out of anything. Yeah, I can see that. He said, bro, hit us with the, I'm going to just drop him off and I'm coming right back. <laughs> I'm on the way now, like literally 10 minutes away. <laughs> and says, he says, knowing full well, uh, you ain't even finished your beer yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of truth to that, man. But anyways. And then the fact that. That other, I'm not going to say any names, but that other politicians showed up from other states to help out and lend a hand. Oh, that's 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 crazy, man. But anyway. And him saying Texas is the greatest state. 
<laughs> that's debatable that's, that's debatable <laughs> that's big debatable oh uh, man yo <laughs> <laughs> FYI I saw I saw Judas and the Black Messiah oh mm. so did I no way man I didn't. oof man that movie my god it's insane it's it, it, it's it, yeah it was it was good it was worth I wish I would. Uh, I wish I had the had had the opportunity to watch it in theater. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it was intense. Uh, it, it just kept my attention the whole time. Um, like even though you knew what was gonna happen, like you just you you just wish. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, you just wish it it hadn't. You know, it, it's crazy. It was. It was definitely. I'm. A, I'm gonna be honest. I did not know the story. Mm. I didn't know the story of Fred Fred Hampton. Um, and again, I'm not gonna say it uh, just for for to avoid spoilers. Even though, like, you know, we, <laughs> just like I, yeah, and just like I should have known this because it's history. Like, it's part of you know American history. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, and so I'm sure some there's a lot of y'all that probably don't know either. But when I saw the ending and how you know. The end, you know, the ending. I was pissed, man. Yeah, yeah. It was upsetting, and it's crazy because it wasn't surprising, but it was upsetting, man. Um. So, and shout out to the filmmakers. Shout out to those that made it, the director, producers, all of that. You know, for for doing just such a great job in 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 making this film. But the and, actors. and the actors, on oh, oh my gosh, the cast. Yep. Bro, I was I I saw something that said that Lakeith, that's his name, right? Lakeith uh, Stanfield, I believe so. that's his name, but um, he supposedly he had to go to therapy after after playing that role, you know. That's and crazy. so I and I like Lakeith, like oh I, yeah, he's such a good actor. Have you seen Atlanta? I have. It's, Bro. yeah, I've seen all. Is it two, three seasons? I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen him and yeah, phenomenal, he's such a good bro. Actor. That's crazy though. I didn't know that that he had to go to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, if you haven't watched the movie, you have to go watch it. Like Andy, Andy, Andy's probably gonna have to host like a virtual like watch party with all of y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And y'all get y'all watch it together. Um but yeah, man, such a such a great film. Um, I was gonna mention something else, but I forgot. But I will say this, yo, next week we're dropping a really dope episode. Mm. It's gonna be different yep. from everything else that we've been that we've been doing. Um, it still ties into what Bo Barrio is about, but it's very different, and I'm excited for it because it's like one of my favorite things to talk about and mm. geek and nerd about. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But uh but Jeff, yo, we got we got a dope topic that we that we about to get into, right? Yep, yep. Sorry, I was cause I was looking at what you were saying of about um Lakeith and it's just insane. Like Oh yeah. And then the movies he's coming out with next, uh it's crazy too. But I'm excited about next week too. And um like like when I guess I, I kind of want to just give a little like a sneak peek. I won't say mm. who, but one one of the things that we 
like we we see like we see god in everything like god is in everything yeah god is in all things and and yeah. and one of the conduits i think that that we see god in the most and that we experience god in the most is through music yep um and and uh, yeah. And it could be instrument. It could be through the instruments, uh, the sound the instruments are making. It could be through the production. It could be through the storytelling. Um, but next week, and then the, we just want to, we we kind of want to jump into that world a little bit and yep. and 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 dialogue about it. But but for today, uh, being the last week of February, uh, we wanted to we wanted to honor uh, Black History Month. Um, and because the way we see it, and we've talked about it, Black History Month, it, it shouldn't just be a month. Black history is is American history. Like it shouldn't Facts. be called Black yep. History. Um, yep. uh, um, but um, Black History is our history as well. Yeah. Um, and um, although I like, I know I I didn't suffer the things many uh, Black Americans and. Uh, Africans and Black Latinos uh, suffered. Um, they've they've been the people who fought for the freedom and liberation of uh, Black people have been inspiring for us and have been people who've who've also had us in mind, other minorities, you know. Um, and we couldn't we couldn't end this month even though we're going to be touching on it next month and probably the month after that. And then the month after that, um, we didn't want to end this month without specifically um, talking about uh, some of the people who've inspired us. Um, yep. and, and today we want to really just focus in on um, the, the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. And it's not Martin Luther King day. Um, but again, like any day is good to, to talk about Martin Luther King. Yep. And, you know, if you know, Dr. King, you know, Dr. King is known for a lot of his uh, uh, speeches, like I have a dream and, and his fight for segregation. But a lot of times what is not looked at are, are the other things he's, he talked about, you know, and, and um, we'll, what we'll do is, and I know I've done it, is we'll, we'll read his quotes and they're all nice and dandy. But once we get into the, the nitty gritty of what Dr. King stood for, then for some of us, it's probably a little too much or mm. we see it as a little too much. And um, it's insane because you read the writings of Dr. King and they still, they're still so very relevant. Like, like it, it, they make Dr. King, like you read his writings and you look at our situation, our cultural situation and like, you read Dr. King and all you, all you can help but think is, man, this man was a prophet. Like yep. this man was like, like looking light years ahead, not light years, but years ahead. But this was what, what he was experiencing, you know? Um, and the fact that, that his message, his writings, his life still speaks to what's going on today. Um, that just shows where we're at and how much more uh, work we need to do. Yep. But um, you know, we've all come into contact with Dr. King in, in different ways. And um, I think a, a very important question to ask um, is, and in a way is to connect, how, how is it that our stories got connected with Dr. King, Dr. Mm. King's stories, you know? And so 
I want to ask you guys, like, how did you guys come into contact with Dr. King? Yeah, I think uh, for me, I'll say this. I'll say uh, the moment I got out, the first moment I was impacted by Dr. King is different from the first moment from the first moment I uh, discovered who Dr. King was. Yep. Right. And I'm saying this because the first moment I was impacted by Dr. King is the moment I came to this earth in a way because I came into the I came into a a a nation I came into a a context a cultural and uh uh social context that was no longer under segregation you know what I'm saying and wow and that uh Dr King had a lot to do with that right and so so I I want to say that first but then the second thing uh so that so now when I actually uh discovered Dr. King was actually when I uh so in school I can't even remember the grade it might have been in like kinder or first or second grade one of those but uh our teacher showed us this uh a movie for uh for for <clears throat> in honor of Dr. King that day uh I think it was probably Martin Luther King Day uh and it's called uh Our Friend Martin now, I'm interested to know how many people have seen this movie. Um, I know we we're talking about this. I think, Andy, you said you've seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so it was a cartoon. Yeah, I haven't. A long time ago. Yeah, and so pretty much what it was is it's uh, this kid, this like kid, and I don't know if he's like in high school, middle school, or high school, but it's this kid who uh, him and his friend – they go, he's a big baseball fan, and he's a black kid, and his friend is a white kid, and they both uh, go on a field trip with their class, and they go t- to visit the house that uh, uh, Martin Luther King grew up in, right? And so there they get to go into uh, their uh, Martin's, they, they get to see Martin's room, but then there's a... Uh, there's like, you know, a barrier. So you can't pass. You can't go into the room. Uh, and they get caught trying to go into the room. And so the lady there knows that there's like in in the in the movie, there's like some magic within the things in the room. And so she like winds up the 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 this watch that used to belong to to Martin. And and uh, she gives it to 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 uh, these kids. It's- yeah. Or no, no, no. I think they grab a glove, like a baseball glove. And as soon as they touch the baseball glove, they go back in time to when Martin was a kid. And so then they get to meet Martin directly, personally as a kid. Then they go into, they go in and they like, they're pretty much jumping in time into different stages of uh, Martin Luther King's life. And so it was just a really cool way to present, to introduce who Martin yeah. Luther King was to kids. So that was my yeah, first time, sure. you know, that was my, that was my specific first time, uh, you know, learning about uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like I have, I've never heard about that show. I need to check it out. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool, bro. Yeah, just the fact that yeah, it sounds it's crazy. I I wonder why I was never introduced to that show, but um, yeah. what what about you, Andy? Well, for me, um, so I went to a elementary school of predominantly black black students. Um, so it was it was predominantly Latino and black students. It was mixed. Um, and every February, um, the whole six years I was there, um we had like an event every single like every single day was someone that that represented black history oh. and i remember i remember when we did um dr king because they did this like whole festival in school and they had they had students from each grade um write a speech because um of course dr king was at that time, we were taught that he was most famous for his I Have a Dream speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the only thing. Like, in the context, for, I guess, for little kids, it made sense. Like, they, they, it was the only thing. So, they were like, uh, I, was in th- th- I was in the third grade. Um, and they were like, I remember our principal walking into the room. They are like, one of you guys is going to give out a speech today. And I was like, I really hope it's not me because I'm shy. <laughs> Um, so we started writing the speech and it was super simple. It was like Dr. King was, and then you would fill in the blank to what word you think would describe him. Um, so that's the first time I heard about Dr. King. I did end up giving that speech. I was super nervous the whole time, but to be completely honest, it was probably like a minute, (laughs) but as a third grader, it felt like forever. Um, but I was, I was telling you guys how in the back, like of the worksheet of, I don't know how, what I call it. It was like a connected dots of, of Dr. King. Um, and at the end, like I see the picture and it's like, his like famous, like side shot of, of Dr. Mm-hmm. King. And then later in the fifth grade is when I see, um, our friend Martin. And that's when I see, that's when I see like the little, the little movie, the little show from like, Huh, okay. And then I started digging deeper into what the history is. And when I found out that what he fought for was freedom, it was kind of like, like it, it confused me because I was like, isn't it, isn't that already given? Because I had, I was taught that America was the land of the free, home of the brave. I was like, okay. But then when I found that out, I was like, what happened and then i dug deep into it and that's when i had my my little mind was blown in the fifth grade i was like this is insane um and i guess that's when they started teaching kids what segregation actually meant um and and stuff like that and i was like wow that's crazy and that was like my first elementary school was like when i first started to notice what it actually what he actually fought for and he wasn't just a, a speech like someone that gave out a famous speech yeah yeah and, and it's crazy because dr king was a pastor like yeah. a pastor and and i didn't and i didn't find that to, i didn't find that out later until like, like later later yeah. in my maybe maybe even up until like, i was an adult to be honest yeah yeah and dr king like what what formed his political um theology i would say is is scripture is yep. it comes from a place of of being with the community and um and like like you said Andy he wasn't just a speechwriter he didn't just have a dream right hmm. that dream came from like his experience you know and yep and um but 
the way I came into contact with Dr. King was, to be honest, it wasn't until I was in seminary. Um, like I grew up, I grew up in LA and, and, and I'm, I mean more like his writings and ideas hmm. um, as a King. I mean, as a kid, as a King, as a young kid, King, you know, come on King. Know, right? As a kid, like you hear about him in school, but there isn't much emphasis. At least yeah. there wasn't for me. Um, right. Um, I, I, I vaguely remember um, hearing and reading about the Montgomery bus boycott, but that was it. Like that was mm. it. Montgomery bus boycott, um, end of segregation. And, um, and then that was it. I, I yeah. never, I didn't find out he was the way he was killed until much later. Um, but I also remember I, I grew up, you know, um, in, in South Central. And I just remember a lot of the business that my parents had to do was on Figueroa. And we would always pass by uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard. Yeah. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, is one of the one of the ghetto streets in L.A., unfortunately. Um, and, and I think I've heard that that that's the case in a lot of in a lot of big cities. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, but you know you you walk down that street and um you just started to think like who is this man like martin luther king that they named a street after him you know yeah. Um, yeah so um that was my initial contact just walk like just living in that area and walking down the street but then it wasn't until i was in seminary where um, I was introduced to to his writings and like again I had a, a vague idea of what he did um, but getting into his writings getting into his theology for me was was life-changing and we can talk about like we can jump we'll start talking about how it formed us and it was it was it was crazy because I was in a class called Christian ethics mm-hmm. where where we basically what we do is we'll, we'll look at ethics um, vaguely speaking it's a study of of um uh what is right what is wrong vaguely speaking right traditionally that's what it's been um that's that's the way it's been uh spoken of but uh, there's more nuances to that but for that class one of the things that we studied was ethics from a christian perspective and the professor saw dr king's view of, of what is right, what is wrong, and um, just moral dilemmas uh, as a Christian perspective. Um, and that's not something we hear a lot. Right. Um, when you take a Christian ethics class, Dr. King is not on the syllabus. Um, um, you have other, other, like when you take an ethics class, what you have on the syllabus is philosophy. Like you have philosophers like Aristotle, like Plato. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have Dr. King. Hmm. Um, and so to approach that class and from that perspective, it was just life-changing for me. And, wow. and um, it wasn't until I took a class on Martin Luther King. The class was literally called The Ethics and Theology of Martin Luther King Jr. That's so awesome. Um, and it was given by a professor, a Korean professor, who got his PhD in the study of Martin Luther King, The Ethics of Martin Luther King. What? I think it's at Prince. He got it at Princeton, I think. Um, and, wow. and that man is like, he's like, I don't know if he's Pentecostal, but he sounded Pentecostal like through <laughs> and through the way he prayed, the way he talked about Dr. King. And um, I think for me, 
the one of the main one of one of the main things that that formed me from Dr. King's uh, thought was the connection between uh, God, the church, and politics per se. Um, that you don't have to divorce um, your life with God from the way you advocate for your community mm. and fighting for your community. Mm. Like, um, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, that right there is key though. You just you just dropped the bar on us, and I hope y'all caught it. You know, can you just repeat that real quick? Yeah, yeah, like that. What you see in Dr. King's thought in life. Mm-hmm. Is that you don't have to divorce um, your life with God and your life in the church from advocating for your community. Yeah, yeah. And this was you talking about. This is you talking about ch- dividing the whole church and po- politics, right? It's yeah, pretty much yeah. what you're you're bringing up. Yeah. But I love that. I love the emphasis on the community on what you're doing that you're doing it for your mm-hmm. community not for yourself or your own, you know, ideals or your own, you know, for your own self-preservation, I guess, to say it like that. Yeah, Yeah. no, and you make a good point because Dr. King, if you, again, if you read what he wrote, uh, one of his biggest ideas was on something he calls the beloved community. And Mm -hmm. that for him was like, this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus this is what it means to be the people of God. Like mm. for him, he what, the way he saw God was God is building this beloved community. And, and everything Dr. King fought against, he believed um, came against and tried to, in a way, destroy what God was doing. So anything mm. that wow. for Dr. King, anything, and this is vaguely speaking, right? Like we can get yeah. into specifics, but anything that, attempts to destroy community and the life of the community is anti-god um and and we talked and and you mentioned this last podcast um like if you guys didn't catch it um jeff talked on that briefly how if you try to live like it was every christian's goal to ultimately try to live like jesus and we are created in the image of god um and we were talking about how because we are in the image of God, we are created to be in community. And you mentioned, Jeff, how um, anything that imposes that implementation of community or or tries to separate it is against the will of God. And yeah. it's against the image of God. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's why that's why I say like you for Dr. King, you can't separate it. Like we're we were talking last week, and it's kind of building off of that of you know, what we think that what we, what we believe the gospel is, you know, and um, for gospel, for, 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 for Dr. King, um, um, what, what you, what he believed about God, his un- very understanding of God is what, in a way, I don't want to say force, but like, um, um, it, it, it gave him that impulse. It gave him that, that that drive to to fight for the freedom of his community um it, it wasn't a it wasn't a um oh he got involved in politics or and then now he sees the need for the freedom of his community um 
yeah, like I, I think you can say that, but it, it came his view of of God and the church and how the church is to be involved in politics per se came from his understanding of God and his own experience. And he didn't see that as like alien from one another. It's good. Like um, um, if, if, if you like, and I guess this is another quote, this is kind of like a cheesy quote that gets lost sometimes um, or, or not that it gets lost, but it'll be said and, and it'll be misused. And Dr. King says that freedom anywhere, I mean, injustice anywhere is is injustice everywhere yeah um um but you know and sometimes that'll get misused but uh dr king really did see it that way and 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 when and when and so then he's he 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 has this theology his he has this understanding of god and he sees his experience as being a part of a group of people that's oppressed and I don't think he said these words, but in, in my mind, he probably went, this doesn't fit. This doesn't, it's, it's not connecting. Like this isn't the life God wants for people. And because of that, um, I have to go in and fight for them. I have yep. to go and advocate for them. And, and I just want to say this before, before I hand it to you, Larry, like um, Dr. King, before he was made leader of, of the civil rights movement, um, he he uh, not before but right right when when that that mantle that position was handed to him um he gave a speech and he didn't have a speech ready um and he just went up there he didn't have a speech ready he just went up there and he said he started speaking but that as he started speaking he just felt like the spirit's presence he felt he felt god's presence there wow. and, that, and, and that he says like he said it himself like that he had no words, but that he felt like the words that were coming out of him were, were, were the spirit's words. Um, and, and that he saw God and look, man, this is what, this is what trips me out the most. He said, he's, he wrote down like, uh, this is obviously after he had given the speech, but he said, I felt like I was a part of something bigger than me. Like he said that this is something like the civil rights movement was something that God was ready to do. And he's like, and, and, and Dr. King says, and I'm just lucky that I get to be a part of it. And then he says, God was going to do it with or without me, but yep. I, but, but that's crazy that Dr. King says that Dr. So King good. Said he was going to, God is going to do it with or without me. Um, but, and then I, it's just, man, it's just crazy. Um, but you were going to say something, Larry. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was just going to read the, the actual quote uh, oh, yeah, yeah. word for word. Um, he, he said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. There you go. Um, and then he later says, whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Hmm. Um, but I want to go back to what you just said, you know, and just the idea of of God's going to do it anyway. You know, mm-hmm. God's going to going to do this anyway. And I think I forget where it might have been it might have been in the color of compromise to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I heard I heard someone say there re- there's a reason why 
<laughs> or maybe someone said it in this podcast, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe you said this, Jeff. But someone said there's a reason why uh, we remember, we celebrate the lives of people like Martin Luther King Jr. And it's because they are the 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 people that have fought for justice and the people that have fought for there's a there's like a, a scarcity right a, a scarcity a, there's a very few that have stood up mm. and accepted the call to stand up for the oppressed mm. and that is why we celebrate them because they did what others where i believe check this out man yeah. I believe I believe the call that MLK uh, accepted is a call that's been asked for. You know, it's a call that we've all received. Standing up the, for the oppressed, you know, fighting for justice, being about justice and mercy, and and taking action. Right. And we're gonna get into the to the to the uh, Birmingham letter right in a yeah. in a bit. Yeah. But that was that was kind of the whole point of that letter was, yo, like we need to take action. You know what I'm saying? So uh, so I think that I think it's so important to know that. And, and, and let me ask you, let me ask you this question. I don't know who's listening. I don't know if those that are listening are are in on this on on this uh, fight against racism. Or because let me tell you, I'm in it. Mm. I'm in it. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out what my role is in this fight. I'm asking God, yo, God, how do you want to use me? Mm. Right. But I'm in it. But I want to ask you who who's listening to this is where do you want to be when when this is all said and done? When the history books are written, right? When God calls us, right? When God calls us and and we stand before him, what side of the what side of history are we gonna be on? Are we gonna stand next to Dr. King and all those that fought alongside him for justice? Or are we just gonna be those that were standing in the sidelines? The, the the moderate that he called right the the white, those, moderate. The white moderate and but 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 I want to say there's a there's there's like we got some Latinos <laughs> that we could call yep. <laughs> just call them the brown moderate <laughs> Dr King I'm gonna use that Dr King talk about the brown moderate you know um what I just want to leave you with that question before going to Andy what what uh what side of history are you going to be on, right? Are you going to be somebody that decided, and we spoke about this briefly last week, that decided just to preach the gospel, or some of y'all are just hearing the gospel, right? Mm. Or are we are we living it out? Or are we going to live out the gospel? Mm. So a little question there. It's a little one. That's that's good, Larry. I was actually going to dive into that, but I'm glad you covered it. Um, <laughs> couldn't have said it any better. I was going to touch in what I was going to touch on what Jeff said about 
his like motivation, like his drive. Mm. And it's like, it was never like for political gain. Mm. Like it, that, and that kind of blows my mind because he was like, he's a doctor. He's, he's reading the Bible. Right. And then uh, this is all up in my mind. That's how I imagine it. All of a sudden he's like, he like closes it. He's like, and he starts praying and somewhere within the prayer, he's like, I need to do something about this. I need to do something, but like, this doesn't seem right. Um, so he's like, he calls his friends. He's like, we got to do something about it. <laughs> and then it's like, all of a sudden, it just builds and builds and builds because of one person. And I'm not saying like, he's the only one, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, he was one of the ones that took that call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, quite literally, um, because it was something that was there and people were just kind of like failed, I'm assuming, because that's how we feel now um, as, as someone who, who sees racism happen. Like, what's my role in this? Like Larry asked, like, what is my role in this? What can I do to help? And what should I do to help? And I think Dr. King in, in that time brought the answer to that question. Mm. He brought that answer like, we're going to march. We're going to go as far as we can go. Some of us will get arrested, but you know what? So much of us will get arrested that they're going to have to set up some of us free because we're going to crowd the jails like that. And people were with it. Hmm. People were like, it's okay because ultimately I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. And it's crazy how it was never for anything political. Like it was like, and I don't think they would have let him run to begin with at the time that he was. Hmm. So it wasn't, he was, he was just doing what he knew God told him to do. Yeah, which is you're, you're saying he he wasn't doing it for political for for a political to hold a political yeah office. or personal yeah. position right or personal or, per, or, or personal per, gain right yeah or personal gain and it's yeah and then like you said we we see people like on what side of history are you gonna be on and then I I recently preached about about um Joshua and like the whole Hall of Faith thing and I was like that's that's kind of cheesy but it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of cool how People in the Bible, we remember them for being people that stood out. Yeah. People that were crazy in the time being. Like, and I'm pretty sure everybody at one point was like, yo, Dr. King, you are crazy for doing this, but you are right. And it's like, but you are right. So let's do this. And I think that's, to me, it blows my mind every time I think about it. And it even, and it's even harder to understand how this was in the sixties. Like it wasn't even that long ago. No, no. You know what, what's crazy to me. And first I'll just, it'll rant this random thought will just pop in my head. Like every other day, um, just because I'm really like, for some reason, I always go back to watching documentaries on world war two. Um, but what's crazy to me is that, while the U.S. was fighting against fascism and racism in Germany and in Europe, we were experiencing Boom. that same thing Sucks. in our land. And and Dr. King calls it out. Um, if you yeah. go on YouTube, he has this audio on the on the war um, on um, it was this was much later, but it was on the war on, on Vietnam, and he talks about how 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 is it that like you're sending black soldiers 
to fight your wars and you promise them freedoms, but when when they're already there or they come back, you give them nothing. Yeah. Um, and so wow. yeah. that's insane to me. But a couple of things I want to touch on that both of you said, um, uh, Andy, you were kind of talking about Dr. King not doing things for, for self-gain. And um, what's crazy to me is that Dr. King wasn't the originator of of the movement. Uh, yeah. First of all, one can argue, and it's been argued before too, that one can argue from a Christian perspective that the originator of that movement is God. Um, but it's also been argued, you know, they've argued, other, other Black scholars have argued that this was all from the people, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. that, that there were other forces and factors involved that it, and that it is, it is in God. And, and I don't want to get into that argument, but from Dr. King's perspective, God was going to do it regardless. Regardless. Of regardless. Um, but I don't think, I think we can fall into the trap of saying, then I don't need to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. God is going to do it. Well, and can yeah. I tap into just that specific yeah. real quick? Because I, w- I was thinking about the same thing right now. Um, and I think I would argue it was absolutely God. Hmm. But I believe it was God through the people. Right? Hmm. I think it was. I think I think yeah. that's what it was. You don't have to split it. Like you, God you don't. People. You don't. Yep. And I would even go as far as saying that sometimes... He's he has to he has to do it through people that probably you wouldn't expect them to use right mm-hmm. now. Right. I'm not saying that was the case then, um, you know. But you hear a lot of like a lot of the uh, we could even go back as far back as the the abolitionists. You know, a lot of the a lot of these abolitionists were being motivated and fired up to abolish slavery or to fight for the abolishment of slavery because of what they were getting out of God's word. You know what I'm saying? So, so that is, that to me represents, yo, you're getting this from God. Um, but it's the people it's God moving through the people. It's God igniting that fire in the people. We are called to be the hands and feet, to be the salt in, in the world, to be the light in the world. Right? So we're called to do this, um, and again, it goes back to living out the gospel. But the other thing I want to say is, I was thinking about this, and a lot of Christians do not uh, like to be involved and will actually mm. rebuke and condemn the fight for social justice because they say it's very, like, it is not rooted in biblical justice. Mm. And... And they say it's completely like, you know, it's completely wrong. So what I want to say with that is that that wouldn't be a concern if you'd be involved. Does that make sense that you that the the whole concern of of social justice not being rooted biblically? Not rooted, not being rooted in biblical truth wouldn't have to be a concern if you would be in the forefront fighting for social justice. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? But because of your silence and be, because of your uh, 
compromise. passive and com- yeah for your compromise because of that others have had to step up right others have had to step up some you know some may argue that the others that have that have stood up for this are are on on more extreme sides and and probably not good sides they've taken it too far maybe but you wouldn't be wor- you you wouldn't have to worry about that if just like Dr. King you would answer the call to fight for justice yeah you yeah. you wouldn't have those kind of movements if there was justice if there was the, right. the opportunity for life that's yep. for freedom. um and then the thing i wanted to add on to what andy was saying before all this and and just the involvement of the people and uh for me the the thing that fascinates me is because it, it really what really jump-started the, the civil rights movement what like i was i guess when you're when what i'm thinking about is you know you have a a battery that's lying there and it needs a little bit of energy and, and then you you transfer uh, from another battery. What jump-started it was a, a, a black woman's political council that was organizing a bus boycott. Um, and then it, it brought together different movements. It brought together um, different, um, different like pastors from all over the city. Yeah. Um, and if you want to read more on that, I recommend you, it's called the Montgomery bus boycott and the women who started it mm. by, and it's a, um, it's a memoir on uh, Joanne Gibson Robinson, who was, who um, she saw herself as it starts off with her, not see her seeing herself as somebody who wasn't capable of doing this. or wasn't uh, that wasn't capable of doing this kind of work. Um, but it's, it was people like her who God was looking for, you know, and, and, and and so it's awesome. I, I recommend you check it out. And the wow. other thing to what you were saying, Larry, like answering this call, right? And 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 the and I just hear people asking themselves. I I think now it's a given. Like, um, uh, people people. This is something people want to be a part of. Um, um, I, I think the trouble some people have is that um, they'll ask, "Where is that in the Bible?" Right. Where is that mm. in scripture? Mm. Um, I don't see that in the Bible. Um, yeah. um, and um, one of the things, again, that I want to I want to get at is and the question I really want to answer is, um, then why should I why should I join this fight? Right. Why? Mm-hmm. Why should why should um, this fight against racism um, and freedom for all be a part of my discipleship to Jesus? Right. Because that's what that's what we're arguing for, essentially, that. This fight that Dr. King was involved in, that we're all involved in now, one way or another, is an essential part of what it means to follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, and what I would say is that, um, it, I, I guess more uh, generally speaking, is that it affects all of us. Like racism, hmm. the like racism in all its forms, it, it doesn't just affect the minority. It doesn't just affect the 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 one experiencing it, yeah. it dehumanize like racism is it's a dehumanizing uh, thing. It, it reduces the humanity of people, like like we've read in Jamar Tisby's book, right? Um, um, and the three fifths compromise. But what it also does is that it dehumanizes the one dehumanizing. If you get mm. what I'm saying, yeah. like like it dehumanizes both parties because. Yeah. What 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 one party does 
what one system does is strips the other from their humanity. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it, it, dehumanize, it dehumanizes the oppressed and it demonizes the oppressor. Yeah, and it, right. and it dehumanizes the oppre- oppressor, I would mm. say, too. And the reason why is because it goes back to what we were talking about in last week and being uh, made in the image of God. And, and what Dr. King believed That's was good. that, You're right. that the well-being of the self and yeah. the well-being of others is interconnected in community. Come on. Like, like, if you're not good, I'm not good. Yeah. If I'm not good, then you're not good. Um, and that's why Dr. King saw exclusion and segregation, um, let alone slavery, right? And, and, and all its manifestations today as detrimental because exclusion, segregation, they violate human design and human dignity. They, they keep you from, from experiencing the life that, that God has purpose for you in community. Um, and so um, I would say, like, why does this matter? Because in this fight, this fight humanizes all of us. Mm. This fight makes us all more human. This fight, like, drives us, moves us closer to what it means to be human what it means to be a disciple of Jesus and, and experience life. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, like just experience life together. Um, and yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, man. There's a lot of things you said, Jeff, and I think I'm more of the straight up, like if you're listening to this and you hear or you've heard at one point that someone has been suffering from racial injustice and you have done nothing or said nothing then first of all you're tripping uh second of all um for you to say that it's not in the bible like that to me i i just i just don't understand and because of what you said um it's like when you're hurting, I'm hurting. And I, and I ex- expect that when I hurt, you hurt too. Mm. So it's, it's, it's not one way. It's not, I'm hurting, so you, you better help me out. And then when you're hurting, let someone else help you out. It's like, yeah. no, I, I got to do my part too. Yeah. And Larry, you mentioned how uh, people just try not to get into it because it's like an iffy topic or, or anything like that. And I think, as, as like what I have lived so far in my life and what I've heard it's is that the church tries its best not to get political mm-hmm. because that's a gray area yeah. um, and very dangerous because as, as soon as you either ally yourself or swing one way, swing the other, you lose followers mm-hmm. or you lose people from the church or you start, um, people start looking at you differently. What did you say, Jeff? Sorry. Or you lose funding. Yeah. Or, you lose, or you lose funding. That's been and key throughout history. That throughout threat, his- that 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 threat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And it's like they don't want, like, it, and it's like I'm not saying the church, like the people. I'm saying like, like they just don't want to get political. Um, but when you when you get when you start being a human, it shouldn't like that's and that's why I, I admire Dr. King so much because it was never political. 
So if you saying that fighting against racial injustice is a political issue, it's not. Mm-hmm. Just no. straight up. Like, there is no debate. Yeah, Andy, and you can even get into the argument. Like, you make such a good point. Like, what does it mean to be political? Like, what does it right. mean yep. to be yep. political? Like, like, like because a lot of, well, the way we see politics is as a uh, Democrat-Republican binary, mm-hmm. uh, partisan, you know, uh, binary, and... Um, that's not the way politics is imagined in scripture. We go back to the image of God. Um, the image of God is all about um, managing your authority and power for the benefit of the creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So biblical politics starts with that very concept of using mm-hmm. your authority and power that you have um, for the benefit of the community, for the benefit of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. Yeah, like, can, Andy, I, I mean, Larry, I don't know if you want to say anything. And then yeah, we can, we can talk about uh, the letter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely want to say something about this because I was actually thinking about this as, as well. Um, the whole thing of churches not wanting to get political. Hmm. This is not the case for every church, right? Hmm. So the black church, the black pastor will more often than not be very involved in the political. Yeah. Right? In being a voice on the political spectrum with with their people, in teaching their people, in 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 standing with their people. And this is something that so that I've noticed. And let me let me give you a background. So when I went to Indiana and shout out to y'all out there uh, I love y'all. I love y'all, and I'm and I'm so grateful and so thankful to God for everything that I experienced out there. I was I actually just did this little little spoken word piece for 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 uh for them for for their this week's service the, the service that they're doing. Um, so I love them. I I'm still connected there. Uh, but one thing I learned there was. Yo, keep you. You should keep politics out of things. You don't speak on politics. You don't. You don't. You know. You don't. You don't get in that. You don't get into that mess, right? You know. You do your thing. You do. You know. You're gonna vote all of that and all. You know. But you're not gonna speak on these political matters. So when I came back to LA, I came with that mentality. I learned that, and I and in that during that time in that context. I thought, yo, this makes sense. This makes sense. It's it's a it's a good thing, you know, it avoids these like little side, you know, people taking sides and all this. And so but then I started seeing how there's certain black pastors that are very vocal when it comes to political matters and political issues. And I was like, yo, man, like why? Why is this? But now I realize we have to be like we have to now there's a difference between picking a side and, and just being super freaking crazy about one side and yeah. or, or oh, the yeah. other 100%. as good as good as that side may be you know there's a difference between that and there's a difference between like you you know you saying yo Let's speak on these matters. Let's speak on how these things affect our communities. And that's why I loved what Jeff said in the beginning, you know, about 
about there shouldn't be a divorce between, you know, the church, God, right? Theology and you advocating and caring for your community and standing for your community. There shouldn't be a divide there, right? So I think, and I've realized because I, I am somebody, guys, I am somebody that I can go as far as saying I I hated politics, you know. I still dislike a lot of, of you know, what politics turns people into, but now I see the the importance of of being involved and being being educated in it. <laughs>